Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. We're back. Behind the Ooh. Bastards. Behind the Bastards, Lucy Goosey talking about reality TV week. Dave. Woo. How you doing? How you doing, Dave? I'm David well. Bell, guest. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm David Bell, your guest. Co-owner was, um, of the Gamefully Unemployed Network. That's arch, also true. Arch capitalist podcast entrepreneur David Bell. <clears throat> yeah. Oh mm. yeah. I'm, I I I rule this city. Mm-hmm. You know. You own an entire pair of pants, Dave. Uh, an entire both pockets. So, yeah. Well, Not so even I, leasing them anymore. Paid no, off. No. No. Yeah. I mean, what? L- listen. One of the pockets isn't. In, it's not in great shape. But you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know this. These, these things happen. It's mm-hmm. uh, your regular wear and tear. On yeah. your pair of pants. How many pockets do you really need? An honest man? One. One. Any At more best. than one pocket? I, I don't trust that son of a bitch. I don't trust anybody who's not holding everything they a- currently absolutely. own in absolutely. their Absolutely. Yeah. That's why people wearing dresses are the only people you can trust. Exactly. Unless it's one of these like modern decadent dresses with pockets. Right. No right. pockets. No, no pockets. hands. I don't trust anybody with pockets. Mm-hmm. Why would we? Why would anyone trust anyway, Dave? I'm Dave. How how are you? How how are you? How are you? How 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 are you doing here? How how are we feeling? I'm pretty good. You know, I'm. I mean, okay. Well, you know, what I'm learning about reality TV doesn't. It's not great. You know, I've lost a lot of faith. I'm pretty sure I've lost several years of my life at this point. 
Uh, yeah, it's tragic. You did have uh, I Love Money 3's logo tattooed on your heart before that last episode, which is really... Yeah, yeah. I'll probably just turn it to like I Heart Honey, something like that, which is just as true. Mm-hmm. It is true. You know? Yeah, and, and, and easy to do. You know what, Sophie? We didn't play it last time. Would you pull up the intro to I, I Love Money 3? I just kind of want to hear what that looks like. I love yeah, let's do money it. three. We're having a, just having a good time with my buds talking yeah. about reality. TV. Watching interest to reality shows. I'm <laughs> super scared as to how bad it is. It's going to be bad. Uh, how could it be good? Why would it be good? I don't What's, know. What would be the I point mean, our, of I mean, our that? last episode ended with a, a brutal murder, but this one is yeah. going to have a higher body count. All right. Oh. Let's... But first, let's watch the I Love Money 3 intro. <laughs> let's see what was going on with this fucking show. Do you know what it is, Robert? Because this no. is 27 minutes. Yeah, let's right, just let's watch we'll, the whole thing. <laughs> there I... we go. We'll just play the entire thing. <laughs> I So I imagine it's... Not season three, right? Number it's I love money part three. Is it season three or is I, it I think like, it's yeah, I love money three revival. No, it must be I love money three. We're learning a lot here. Is it the squeakwell? There's right, there there's so many things. Why are there so many things? I don't know. I don't know if I could I could I don't know. It doesn't you just find an episode and yeah. Yeah, I think it, just any old episode will have the yeah, intro, right? It'll be fine. I feel like you chose the one that <laughs> won't have it. Yeah, this is not no Guys, you picked the wrong just, one. This is like a fan made montage, which right. I don't even want to think about that world. <laughs> no. um, I love just find like an episode. Episode four there. Season yeah, four, episode yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, that, that'll be fine. Click I just want to see the intro. There we go. Yeah. Beaches. Okay, hold hold on. It is Wait. it is I'm gonna turn the volume down because it's horrifying. Okay. Yeah. Or let's restart. Okay. All right, we found it. Here we go. I'm so I'm sorry, gonna, I'll listeners. Narrate. I'll narrate it. Beach. Uh, bird, just waves, off this remote tropical beach, water, boat, 18 boat, former celeb reality cast boats. members are about to start the adventure They're of a cheering lifetime. on a boat, hugging on a boat, it just so happens that they uh, all riding have a boat, thing in common. bunch of white people they riding a boat, on television looking uh, still for white people riding a boat. This chain is not for you. Oh, There's not God, between. Damn, just <laughs> the so worst people. You to bounce. Your tour ends here. They may not have. Wait, 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 wait. Was that Brett Michaels? Yeah, that was Brett Michaels. That was from the show we mentioned last episode where people are trying to marry Brett Michaels. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he said Brett Michaels and your brain protected itself by yeah. erasing that yeah, memory. I, 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 wish, <clears throat> yeah. I wish I didn't know. Yeah. Well, you do now. Well, it's Sophie. keeping him off the streets, right? It's, it Brett is keeping him off too. the streets. That That yeah. is the number one goal of an ethical society. Keep Brett yeah. Michaels off the streets. Yeah. So that seems fun. That seems like a good show. That 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 w- was the season of the show that had the murderer on it. So that's good. So, mm. Mm, Dave. I'm Dave. Ed Bell. In 2019, The Sun, a British tabloid, conducted a study that found 38 suspected suicides, which had been linked to reality television since 1986. Now... <sighs> This is fun because, like, both, of course, you know, that's unsettling, but also probably not related to anything. 38 suicides in an industry with thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of contestants right. in, like, a 30-year period. Not really a big deal. That's like, actually surprisingly low. It's really low, actually, yeah. if you really think about it. But that's it's never it's that's not how it's like marketed. There's just all of these because the sun is a shitty tabloid and then a bunch of other shitty tabloids and stuff like the Daily Mail put up articles being like 38 suicides linked to reality TV. And it's like, yeah, in half a century, like it's not really that big a deal, honestly, if you look at it. Um, But 
So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, there's, there's probably more suicides linked to like stamp collecting. Absolutely. Oh my yeah. God, Dave, if you've ever been to a stamp convention, I mean, the, <laughs> the biggest danger is that someone is going to shoot themselves and you'll right. get, you'll it's be like caught a fucking in the line typo of fire. Negative concert there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bleak. <laughs> oh, that's a fun reference for three of the people listening, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, this study, quote unquote, is not really evidence of an epidemic, but the study doesn't come out of nowhere. It's sparked. And again, the sun is really gross. So like the thing that makes them conduct this shitty study is a series of terrible suicides that occur on a UK reality show called Love Island. Mm. Um, So three contestants on the show killed themselves over a three year period. Since about 100 people have been on the show, this means Love Island contestants have a suicide rate like three times as high as the rest of the UK. Yeah, that's one a year for just one show. So that is worth looking into. Yeah, I think the average for TV shows should be around zero. Yeah, zero-ish. Zero-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you can't always get your zero. No, Cheers famously lost 11 norms in the first two seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they had to burn through norms. (laughs) They they went through norms like nobody's business. But, Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah they the, 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 this is probably worth looking into so let's look into it a bit um okay. yeah the uk guardian describes the show thusly love island a constructed reality tv show thrusts a collection of 20 somethings into close quarters in a mallorcan via villa for about eight weeks during that time the contestants are given the task of pairing up going on staged dates and strutting around in beachwear every week the public vote on which couples they want to boot off while opportunities to recouple also arise which can lead to some animosity when contestants leave their lover for another islander right in front of them i feel like we should watch another intro here sophie yeah show show us show us love island yeah that's that seems like something that would spawn it seems like something that could cause problems for people yeah yeah or maybe the villa was haunted but it's like the woman in black where like they're compelled or something uh but it's probably the first thing where the reality tv show is bad there must have been like a found footage movie or something about a reality show that gets haunted by a ghost that makes everyone kill themselves right that's that that has to look it up but there yeah there has to be because one of the one of the foundations of found footage is finding a reason a bunch of people are filming Mm -hmm. so yeah fuck Abs, oh yes abs diving in a pool awesome oh Ooh. yeah that's the good shit Is that that good? Bead? yeah <laughs> well that was fine that was fine um so yeah L- love island uh so you know one of the biggest stories about this show came in 2018 when it was announced that more people had applied to be on that year's season uh than had applied to either oxford or cambridge and again uh, this is like uh, the same kind of people who like shared that terrible study by the sun like sun like shared this as like evidence of the decline of western civilization like right. look at how horrible it is that like love island more people are trying to get on this show than are trying to get into oxford and it's like no one like how many motherfuckers can actually go to oxford as opposed to can hang out on a beach <laughs> like yeah and number two people used to die by drinking poop water because yeah. they didn't know it's just like uh, we, i i'm i'm a firm believer that time 
we eventually everything eventually gets better with time i'm not saying it's perfect yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's not not perfect there's a lot of problems obviously it doesn't mean that there aren't problems and that people's problems don't matter but like that whole idea of reality tv is like ah look look at how everything's declined it's like i don't know yeah i mean if you want to like look at oxford and cambridge think about how many people who went on to commit genocide in like british colonies were oxford and cambridge graduates i'd rather have reality stars let's like let's they've done reality tv show stars at this point have done less damage to society on a global level than graduates of oxford and cambridge absolutely (laughs) like Absolutely. Uh, that that that's well documented you know yeah. <laughs> um it's also worth noting that like the applications thing is kind of like a little bit of a misnomer because only about half of the cast of love island are picked because they apply most of them are again as we talked about earlier headhunted be- like because they have thriving social media accounts like they're already influencers like, right and this is i think a lot of reality has moved this way why would you pick random people to be on your show in the hope that some of them will turn out to be stars instead of just like find people who already have like thriving fashion instagrams or whatever and put them on honestly that kind of bums me out because it was like you could always at least break into reality tv if you're some like cool maniac that was my plan i was gonna date flavor flav exactly we were all gonna date flavor flav but now it's like even reality tv you have to like have a resume for it's it's heartbreaking yeah it's that idea of like to be an intern you have to have like four years of experience already yeah it's that it's for but for reality tv it's like come on come on guys yeah so yeah um that's pretty cool um the first love island suicide was sophie graydon uh age 32 she was a former beauty queen who had spent a lot of time raising money for kids with cancer she seems nice uh when she showed up on the show her fan base exploded but a ton of people also got angry that she paired off with some guy they had a parasocial relationship with right like she starts i think i'm not an expert on the show but she starts dating a guy and fans of that guy within the community of love island fans starts harassing her Oh, um, it's great. So Graydon said this in an interview with Radio Erie. I think it's like the Irish radio station. Yeah, I think it's Radio Erie um, or Irie or whatever. I don't know. Look, I, I, I've been to Ireland a bunch. It's hard to say things in Ireland. I usually yeah. just I usually just nod and smile politely. Quote, it was horrific. This is and this is, again, Graydon talking about the harassment she gets when she dates this guy. It was horrific. I think when you get so many comments on the scale we did coming out of thousands of followers, sometimes I would look for it. There would be so many negative comments. They are commenting on the way you look, the way you talk. They would come up with an opinion of you on a TV show where they've watched you for 45 minutes. And uh, yeah, like that is how the internet works. Like if you've ever, I fucking, I posted a video of like my cat does this weird thing. She was never weaned, you know, Raja. And she'll like, oh, I know Raja. Yeah, you've taken care of her for months. I know exactly Um, what you're about to talk about. Yeah, she'll stick her tongue out and she'll like flip it in the air. And she likes to stand next to running faucets and just stare at them and do that with her tongue. That's her hobby. It's kind of her religion. She looks like the pervert on the bus. Yeah. Like who's (laughs) like just staring blankly and licking the air yeah my cat does a similar thing yeah sticks her yeah when i when i cat sat i would have my cat drooling in my armpit and raja sitting near my shoulder licking Mm -hmm. nor near my ear you you could hear it i know yeah like it's weird 
Yeah, and so I post a video of her doing this because it's cute, and a bunch of people are like, "This means your cat's dehydrated. You gotta lie." And like, like suddenly, like this flood of shit, which is not to like compare that to harassment, but it's like it's overwhelming. Like whenever a large yes. group of people on the internet decide to all do the same thing, and if that right. thing they decide to do is harass you, like it can destroy you. It does destroy people. Right. Um, it's the. It- it, it, anytime I have a tweet that goes viral, yeah. it's just like tons of those, which I imagine is like the average ex, average experience for a woman on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I I only get like a taste of it, and when you get that taste, it's like my. It's not even like harassing. Sometimes no. it's just like people be correcting things yeah, or like it, saying the same joke back to you and and it's just like oh it all takes up a little sh- bit of yeah yeah and, and it's it's overwhelming and like the show love island to talk about like their culpability they have to know this is going to happen to their right. hosts like to their to i don't know what term they use ho- not hosts yeah. probably but like contestants uh, this I happens know. we know this happens if you don't build a way into like take care of people and anticipate that they will be dealing with this if you just leave them to like swing in the wind it is partly your fault when bad things happen right i know i said in the last episode that like it feels like people would get used to it over time reality tv but this is a new component is yeah. the internet created cyberbullying, yeah. which you yeah. don't even have to be on a reality tv show to be no. affected by this yeah uh, and it, yeah it, it's just like the worst version of the things that we all always deal with like versions of everybody deals with little pieces of this sophie gets on this show and deals with just a, a directed torrent of abuse later the year that year like a few months after that interview she gave where she talks about how overwhelming it is she hangs herself at her family home um Oof. her boyfriend finds the body he kills himself less than three weeks later Wow. Um, it's it's a fucking rough story yeah. um now the coroner they find cocaine and alcohol in her system and the coroner blames her suicide on that which is probably why people don't ask coroners for opinions on things a lot because like yeah. i mean why was she getting all fucked up you know i mean i'm sh- sure yes if somebody is doing a shitload of cocaine and drinking and then they kill themselves the fact that they were inebriated it's not unreasonable to say well perhaps that influenced it but like also well, it's always more complicated than that maybe they were needing to get fucked up because they had like they were I was about to say traumatized by this like I'm, torrent of abuse you know well, i'm not one of them fancy mind scientists no uh, but like i imagine if you're contemplating suicide uh you get fucked up first to mm. carry it out sure that too like uh like that's part of it yeah like, it, it's hard to like it's that thing of like i've never gotten i've never done so much cocaine that i decided to hang myself no that has to be a decision that i've made before that yeah and maybe you do the cocaine because you just the, again we could we could talk about because this. you like cocaine but yeah, it's worth noting that like this has become a bit of a pattern for Love Island stars. Less than a year after her suicide, uh, contestant Mike Thalastis. Uh, Thalastitis, I think he's Greek, um, committed suicide in a similar situation after taking a lot of cocaine and alcohol. Um, Like Graydon, he had stuff going on in his life beyond the show. I think his grandmother had just died. Like he had, he was sad for a number of reasons, but also it's worth noting like, oh, well maybe the fact that this is a party show about partying young people where everyone's drinking on screen and everybody's taking cocaine off screen. Maybe this culture also does things that are unhealthy to people and put them in more vulnerable positions yeah um, combined with the internet shit sure it's exactly. like a perfect storm to take yeah. a young uh impressionable 
person yeah. and you you crank them through this machine and you some of them will make it. Is, yeah. yeah, some of them will not make it. Um, critics attacked the series for not taking care of its contestants or providing any mental health care to deal with the strain. Um, Caroline Flack, who hosted the show, defended it to Cosmo in an interview. Quote, it's dangerous and I'm really, really angry. It's not just that you're blaming a TV show. You're blaming people in their jobs. In life, we all have a duty to look out for each other, but I don't think it's fair to point fingers of blame. So uh, Carolyn says that like uh, attacking the show for having something to do with these suicides is really unfair. She's she's a, uh, as the host of the show is very vocal about that. A year later, she is removed from her job hosting Love Island after she was accused of assaulting her boyfriend with a lamp. She denied the charges and was gearing up to fight it in court when she committed suicide as well. So mm. that might again it's never just the show. There's obviously uh, different stuff going on with no, all these people, but, but like th- <laughs> this doesn't happen because the show's fine. Yeah, you know? Do we know what the behind the scenes is here? Not to, to a tremendous yeah. extent. Yeah. It's just wild that like, uh, like I know, uh, I know plenty of sex workers. Yeah. I know people who worked for say kink.com. Oh yeah. Um, and it, I'm sure in that industry, there's always scumbags. There's always shitty things, but a website like that, they're actually very careful behind mm-hmm. the scenes because they know they have to be, because they're dealing with something that, uh, you know, could easily something, um, bad could happen if they're not careful. Yeah. You're play. you know, you're playing with fire and like, obviously there's, there's criticisms to make so of you- like kink.com and stuff, but yes, they, yeah. they, they had more, much more built in than you had in love Island up to right. this and point. That's, yeah. I guess that's what surprises me is mm-hmm. that we watch reality TV because it's, it's toxic. Yeah. And that's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. So you would think that because of that, yeah. They would be extra careful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 like, I have friends who do heroin and they tend to make sure that like, they've got a buddy to do heroin with who has Narcan, which I'm not endorsing doing heroin, but it's no. this thing you do, you know, if it, in any other f- facet of life, if you know, you're going to do something toxic, you like make sure you take some steps to like, I'm going to go out drinking. It's bad yeah. for me. I'm going to make sure I take a cab home, you know, but in general, like mitigate the damage. Yeah, yeah. If a specific industry is depicting something that's seen as dangerous or seen as wrong, whether or not it is, um, you would, you you would take steps about that. Yeah. And that's, what's incredible to me about these reality TV shows is that they're more widely accepted than, yeah. it, than industries that are more careful. Yeah. Uh, and that is wild to me. Um, yeah. When I was buying random powdered drugs from dudes at parties, some of them would even bring their own testing kits and you could be right? like, Oh yeah, this is an actual, this is actually the drug I'm paying for. Right. Um, you know, that's just good business. That's just good business. Let my drug dealer from 2007 run Love Island. That's what I'm right. saying, Dave. Well, that's yeah, because when when a group of people are more mm-hmm. scrutinized than they're just or like they have a built in scrutiny, like mm-hmm. they're dealing drugs, like they, they know, like, OK, I have to be on my best damn behavior. Yeah. Which I gotta again, be careful. Yeah. Not all drug dealers are as good. No, but, some um, drug dealers are bad, but as yeah. a general rule, they are the most moral people in our society. I think we can all it's agree like, on that. It's like a mosh pit is the yeah. reason mosh pits exist is because they kind of govern themselves usually. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess my, uh, what this all comes down to that's amazing to me is that they didn't think to do this for reality TV, especially something as toxic 
as this yeah. where it's like they should have people there specifically yeah. to work on the mental health of the people here it shouldn't take three suicides before the show is like yeah we should probably have somebody no, you know, it should have been their day one. Yeah, that should that, that should have been their day. Like we've been joking about like drug dealers and stuff, but this is an you know in its own way as reckless as like, all right, well we're gonna have some guns on set for this gunfight scene. Who, who's gonna make sure the gun stuff's safe? Well, how about right. Mitch? He's watched a lot of movies. Let's just have Mitch run it. Okay, right? Yeah, and it, it, I think it's big in the entertainment industry because I know yeah. you know we uh, people talk about people like Kubrick and like. Uh, you know, uh, big artist directors who sacrifice the mental health of actors for art. And it's like, yeah, that's, it's weird that we're only now coming around to that where it's like uh, the, you know, there, there should be someone on any set yeah, being uh, in charge of this shit, especially reality TV. It's just kind of wild. It, it, it is. It's very wild, but you know, Dave, you know, who does hold us accountable here at behind the bastards? Uh, you're not going to say Jesus, are you? You know, David is Jesus Christ. And let me tell okay. you, a lot of people are going to say this is a weird time for, for Robert to reveal that he's an evangelical Christian and that this whole show has been about trying to get Robert. you because you're Buddhist, Dave. You're Robert. fallen. Robert. Now, Dave, am, let me no, tell you right. the good news. Fallen. Let it's me tell true. you the... <laughs> Where are you I, going with this? I, I really don't know. The funny, if I if I had spent more time studying, it would have been really funny if I started proselytizing to Dave and it would become gr- obvious over the can course of just, like 30 seconds just, just dub it in, dub that it it's in Zoroastrianism and that I've mixed that up with Christianity <laughs> and I'm trying to get him like pilled on a Hura Mazda, but yeah. I didn't prep. I didn't prep. You know, I'm sorry. Robert, just go back to d- please. Speaking of d- I love <laughs> war crimes. Shit, shit. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. 
she would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Oh, we're back. Oh, boy. What a great ad break. (laughs) So, Dave, after three, <laughs> three suicides, um, the producers of Love Island decided we should make things less horrible. And they put in a bunch of like safety measures and stuff like they actually do institute a bunch of different things to try and make the show less toxic to its cast. Good. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I found a Guardian article discussing the ways in which the producers have tried to make the show less toxic. Uh, the attitude it takes is like, this is all good and necessary, and also it's going to ruin the show. Um, so I'm going to read a quote from that article, uh. Dave, which is a bit of a doozy. The bikini-clad babes and shirtless hunks entering this year's villa will have undergone stringent checks to assess whether they are emotionally and mentally resilient enough to take part in the show. While infographics aired on screen will remind viewers to think before they post about the stars on social media in the hope of discouraging trolling. During filming, there will be a welfare team on set, while contestants will also be offered comprehensive psychological support on exiting the villa, in addition to social media and financial management training. It is laudable that Love Island bosses are seeking to improve the support packages they offer contestants on such a high-profile and profitable show. But their efforts ignore one fundamental truth. You can't make reality TV ethical and entertaining. Trying to make Love Island responsibly is like enlisting PETA to run a bear pit. They'll do it, but it will be a snooze fest. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There's a lot going on there. That's a lot. First of all, the writer is like, I like a good bear pit, goddammit. Yeah, Uh, we wouldn't want to ruin bear bear fighting. Yeah. Yeah. That is fucking wild. It's something else. Comparing it to a bear pit is very telling because it's like that, that says more about, yeah, the writer who's like, I, Oh, I want to see these young people fucking kill themselves. God damn it. I think they're ultimately being, I think ultimately their attitude is like, like bear pits. We don't need shows like this. And maybe if the fact that reforming them ruins them means that we shouldn't have them at all, but it is still a wild way to frame it. Yeah. 
they're they're half right i think that reality tv needs to be and i think is occasionally like wrestling yeah. i don't think it needs to be real yeah. why would it be real it could be scripted yeah uh it, it's there's no reason it can't be unless it's like you know a great british bake-off although who knows what amount of cocaine they're doing on the set of that we don't know no. they could be doing all the cocaine but like you know what i mean where it's like unless it's a very very uh structured competition then just script it yeah who gives a shit script it and then also pay the uh, uh um screenwriter the writer whatever the the wga yeah. yeah oh wait nope nope that's that they're never gonna do that <laughs> no i mean not even pro wrestling really pays you know the, the, their contractors mm-hmm. and shit so like to, you know they'll do all the things that everybody does to get around that shit but at least uh script it at least yeah at least Take it. give it a try do a little bit guys come on right and if people are like oh that ruins it well guess what maybe they're not bad. gonna tell you yeah maybe they already do this maybe yeah. they already do it and you maybe. don't even know so love island like a lot of similar shows uh thrived by plying young hot people with alcohol and behind the scenes other drugs and smashing them together to create fights and drama they could then market to an audience Mm. when you do that to enough people your show will wind up at least associated with some suicides yeah um and the author of this article is probably right if it weren't the kind of show that could have cast three that that could have three cast members commit suicide in like a two-year period it would not be as popular as it has been The ugly reality is that people like nasty stuff. And the best evidence in support of that is the last show we're going to talk about today, Dave. I have a quick question, though. Did Love Island, did the ratings drop off? Oh, that's a good question, Dave, because this all happened pretty recently. By the way, financial, you said a financial advisor? Yeah. I would do do a reality TV show just to be paid in a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't even need money. Just like a free person to tell me how to spend my money. Um... But yeah, I uh, I'm curious to know how it's doing now. Anyway, you yeah. were you were introducing another show. It doesn't seem like it's it did great in its last season finale. Yeah. Uh, the t- the article I found from Rap Pro is not a ton of love for Love Island season finale. Yeah, so. I mean, if your core audience likes bullying people till they kill themselves, yeah. they're not going to like the uh, the cleaned up the one, show I that guess. no longer urges people to do that. Yeah, um, Dave. Have you ever heard of the Jeremy Kyle show? No. Who is that? Oh, boy. Well, it's a British show, and it's an unscripted show, and it's kind of like a hybrid of Jerry Springer and, like, Dr. Phil and kind of more, like, reality stuff like that. Um, There's a little bit of a game show element to it. Here's how an article by The Guardian described it. The Jeremy Kyle show ran for 3,320 episodes over 14 years on ITV and was at times the channel's most popular daytime show. More than 1 million viewers regularly watched as its guests argued over paternity, addiction, deceit, and betrayal, while Kyle bayed and roared in their faces. ITV claimed that the purpose of the show was to provide conflict resolution for its guests. So... Mm. we're well aware of the basics of this, but one of the things that makes it really more reality than anything is that like the core of the Jeremy Kyle show was lie detector tests, right? Where people would come in being like, I'm not sure if my girlfriend's cheating on me. I think my boyfriend's 
cheating on me or i think like my son lied or i think like my friend right. like and uh, uh, they would go in and get a lie detector test and right which of course is an exact science yeah we'll talk about how bad lie detectors are in a little <laughs> bit but like so a big part of this is number one lie detector tests are expensive in the uk i think i heard it was like 500 pounds for a test and so a lot of people coming on were desperate because it's like my girlfriend thinks i'm cheating and if i can't get a lie detector test she's going to leave me and the jeremy kyle show will give me a free one if i agree to get on screen and let like the host of this show basically like mock me right and so jeremy fucking kyle is like the ultimate rich kid he goes to i don't know if it's eaten he goes to one of these like fancy british boarding schools where he's literally in classes with a future prime minister um so he's like the upperest crust a kid can have he has deep connections in the british media like that's how he gets this show um but the whole series is him sitting down with like poor people who are having like poor people problems and kind of snidely mocking them um and then giving them these lie detector tests that are to them the most important thing in the world uh because you know they're at risk of losing their spouse or whatever and turning that into content and then if the test winds up showing that you know they've lied or whatever he gets to yell at them and berate them this like rich upper crust dude attacking right. poor people in the worst moments in their life that's the whole jeremy kyle show so he's just it's he he's one of those people that makes you wish hell existed yes absolutely yeah. and we're gonna yeah. i've just sent sophie a video um that is a a lie detector uh like the results of a lie detector test and and so you can hear jeremy kyle as as this whole situation happens it's it's gonna be a, a good time spoiler alert punchable face oh yeah of course. How could he not have one? No. Oh, man. And is this a hate watcher? I assume people watch it. No. Well, I think it's like, I think it's closer to Dr. Phil than anything. Yikes. Yeah. Mark's on the Jeremy Kyle show. Give her a Has my fiance cheated because she doesn't find me attractive? Yeah. Um... Oh. <laughs> Uh, look at those uh, dead eyes. Mm -hmm. This is important as well. People around have told you that she's a cheat. Yeah. What have they told you? Been seen getting in and out of cars. And if I go to look at the phone, I'll play play a game on the phone. She's, she'll grab it straight away. No, 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 no. And it's not fair. How many people that watch the Jeremy Carl show, either here or at home, actually do check oh, Look at his body language. I mean, you can't trust somebody, is there? He is. Yeah, he's so grossed out to be sitting with a poor. Yes. It's, it, yes. It's like he's sitting with a monster. Apologize and obviously going after the 
what if she's a liar? Are you gone? I don't know. I can't see her. I can't grow see. a pair, my friend. Grow oh. a pair. Oh, you piece of shit. Look how he, he rose up from I that know. chair he like a sick He stands up like a piece. Like, I, if I saw someone stand like that in the wild, I would want to hit him. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't think we need to go through all of this. I don't care if like, this lady no, passes or fails. Because, like, number one, like, that's not, uh, it, it's certainly whether or not cheating should be just the cause to end a relationship is not a thing to be decided on live reality television. Right. right. Um, none of, but, but also, like, they're desperate, you know, they're poor they can't afford the lie detector test they have been lied to by media to believe that a lie detector right. test is the end all be all um they're it's just also just none of our business it'd be one thing not. if she was like running an underground bear fight yeah uh, I, that's a good show I'd that's know. a good I'd, show I'd be, yeah i'd be like i want to know if she's doing that but like if she's cheating on some guy i don't know these fucking people they're not my friends. It's because you want to see, and they like obviously some of these end in fights. They end with people weeping on stage. They, Jeremy yeah. Kyle gets to like yell at folks and call them scum and say like, "You need to, you know, grow, grow up here. You need to accept reality." All the he gets right. to like he gets to do like Doctor Laura stuff. If anyone remembers Doctor yeah. Laura, there's a bit of that in Jeremy Kyle. Part of why I'm not doing dedicating like a whole you could do there's a great documentary i think it's a bbc documentary out about the jeremy kyle show because of the things that we're about to talk about mm -hmm. um more could be done and said and i hope someone else with a podcast does a good three hours on it i'm not in part because a lot of why it's so fucked up has to do with like very class issues in 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 uk society right right like he, there's he's yes he's also not terribly impressive uh like he doesn't look like necessarily a sociopath he doesn't look like an evil genius he's just looks like a uh like an asshole like just a rich asshole he's a side who like who gives a fuck he's about. a side part motherfucker that's what he, he is, is. Yeah. he is one of, of of a long line of british aristocrats mining the poor in order to make themselves comfortable he's just yeah. doing it in a way that's very direct and on tv yeah so that's he's cool just, <laughs> like yeah he's a lucky wiener you know like yeah there's nothing special about him he would yeah. have been somebody else if if he didn't do this but you know what is special dave uh gee, jesus christ <laughs> jesus christ is special um in that i don't know you keep pivoting to this dave and i i, I i'm not as good at yes anding so i i don't know where to take this <laughs> you know who's bigger than jesus dave uh who the products and services that support this podcast all that's true worshipped by more humans around the world than jesus christ of nazareth yeah that, they that, could easily take mm -hmm. jesus and you know what jesus rose from the dead based off a ghost is there yep. something there i don't know you know i mean there's only one way to find there's out only one way to find out listen listen motherfuckers yeah bean dad the dress 30 to 50 feral hogs if you knew what any of those were you spend too much time online and hey i do too 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. 
because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. All right, we're back. So in 2005, the Pawsons, Paul and Erica Pawson, were having marriage trouble. Paul had cheated on his wife, and he hoped that going on the show would help them to fix things, which does suggest that Paul's not great at decision making. So, you know, this is maybe some people who are not great at relationship conflict resolution as it is, and they decide to go on the Jeremy Kyle show to deal with this problem. Jeremy Kyle goes out of his way to turn these two even more against each other. Um, He asks Erica on stage if she wants Paul to leave her. Um, She says yes, and so Paul uh, leaves her. Um, Days later, she commits suicide. The show never airs, uh, which is evidence that the producers felt they may have had some complicity in what happened. Mm. The Guardian continues, quote, 
guests appeared on the Jeremy Kyle show out of desperation because of some conflict in their private life that they were trying to resolve. And the program took advantage of that. Our documentary shows the case of a woman whose doctor was a heroin addict in a very, very ill state. The family couldn't afford rehab, so they went on the show because when it did, uh, when it did items about drug addicts, it would offer rehab. They claimed that they were told that they were in a competition to win the rehab and that as there were other guests with drug addictions, the family that most needed it would get it. They say that they were wound up by the production team to heighten the drama of the conflict on stage and that it was a lie. They were always going to get offered rehab. Jesus Christ. Isn't that fucked up? So wait, wait, wait. They were always going to get rehab no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For going on the show, they were going to get sent to rehab. Okay, that well, that's uh, that's better than what they say. Well, but that's the to thing. The public, the, but, but they, they still told them that they have to compete yeah, for rehab. The the, the guests did not know they were getting wild. rehab anyway. They were so they were set to pit each other against each other. Right, and I'm sure to the TV. producers, they're like, ah, oh, they'll be happy at the end because the, yeah. everybody gets rehab. No, so it's okay. It's actually it's, worse than if you'd given only one of them rehab. Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's both. I don't know what the, like, I guess the right answer is to just give them rehab and like, just I don't give know, people but, rehab is the yeah, right. And like, if it's like, to the extent that it works. Yeah. The right, right answer is just to like not, run an episode of Sherlock where yeah, the show would go. Yeah, and the, that's what you do. The moral answer is to provide people with options for drug addiction treatment that are not, uh, reliant upon them showing up on TV and embarrassing themselves. Right. Like that, and that is yeah. the actual solution here yeah, to have a government that <laughs> yeah. just does that. So a reality TV show doesn't yeah. prey on people who desperately need this stuff yeah yes that is that is it that is the Uh, option and to have again a government bureau of people in suits who walk around and when someone's like i want to make a reality show where desperate people suffering drug addiction have to compete in order to get treatment a man shows up at their door and hits them once in the jaw yeah yeah and then in america there needs to be a bureau that makes sure everybody goes to jail at least for one day for one day because of that that show show. for that show for sure absolutely yeah we're we're cooking here and then finally one that uh talks about the power of jesus christ everybody absolutely yes (laughs) of course um Yes, the power of Jesus Christ to sell Casper mattresses. Uh, right. With, with promo code, he has risen, you can get a Casper mattress that you'll want to sleep on for three days. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have Jesus... Mm-hmm. coming off coming off of the mattress mm-hmm. you do uh, you do or uh, you do a bit where after three days they're like why hasn't he come out and it's like because he has a because he's got a sleeping in there he's still, still having sleeping. a good time yeah, yeah. god so, damn we should make ads come on i don't think we've ever yeah. gotten money from well you will now we will now it'll come yeah. rolling in now yeah better than religion so yep. <laughs> ITV claims that they do not accept the central allegation uh, that there was a bad culture within the production team. They issued a statement saying they would never condone any of its production staff misleading or lying to guests. But the documentary showed guests being put into separate rooms while production staff would go back and forth saying like, oh, we've just talked about to this person in the other room and they said this about you. And then they go to the next person and say, well, well, they said this about you. Like they were trying to get people to fight on stage and this is how they would do right. it. Right. Yeah. The Guardian continues, the whistleblowers of this documentary told us that after filming, the shows were graded with the top grade given to the show with the most conflict. Junior members of the staff say that the pressure on them to continually deliver guests who would argue dramatically on stage led to them being lax with the details they filed in a contributor welfare checklists. They were pushed into a place where they didn't think about the interests of the guests properly, and now they carry a terrible guilt. Many ex-employees are still too scared to speak about it. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's it's how sounds a lot like of the go. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like Hollywood, baby. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it also sounds like how the internet works now, yeah. too. It's like, I know someone who worked for a certain website that, and it's not something we worked for. I'm not being like coy for that reason. Um, yeah. A certain website that isn't around anymore that would like post everybody's like page counts mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the day, and that was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Clicks, clicks, clicks. Yep, yep, yep. And it's it's that thing of like if you prioritize that over you know basic human decency, you know, yeah. like oh who can who can give us the loudest, biggest, angriest show? Well, yeah, it's gonna be bad. It's there. Things are gonna happen. Uh, they're gonna get lawsuits people are gonna hurt themselves yeah. it's just mm, yeah it's awful it's uh, it's not you know it's not good dave i'll say that much no it's it's definitely yeah i think i think we can agree that it's not good yeah yeah it's uh, so obviously frustrating most of what was on the jeremy kyle show was not new the way they used lie detectors was right that was really the big thing that they innovated on like a lot of this the dr right. phil show made most of their money on people with addiction who they would like send to rehab but first they have to turn their pain into content right that part not, is not new but the whole like plying people to with like promises of a free lie detector test in order to monetize their pain that's pretty new um and yeah. the Jeremy Jeremy Kyle made millions doing this. It's uh, it's the extra yeah fact that it's people who can't afford things. Yeah, it's like it's like if they made a show called Who Wants to Have Healthcare. Yeah, Who exactly. Wants to Get Surgery. Oh, you're talking about it's, the opening show uh, for Fox next season. Yeah, yeah. Who Wants to Not yeah. Die of Cancer? I feel like I just gave some executive a boner. Yeah, it's uh, it's not. Yeah, the guy from episode equivalent. one just ejaculated spontaneously while mm-hmm. he was standing in a meeting pitching a show where poor people are eaten by bears yeah um i that actually i would watch a show where people get eaten by bears as long Not as they're people, people of a, no if, if it's a wide segment of socioeconomic classes getting eaten by bears that's yes. fine a yeah, billionaire wanna, and a poor person both getting eaten by a bear sure that's just good tv you know that is yeah that's just yeah, good absolutely. TV. Do they get eaten or do they get to fight the bear? They get to try. They get to try. Here's the thing is, I don't want to see a bear get hurt. It's so. okay. We'll make sure they're polar bears. Okay. So it's yeah. like, we tell them, oh yeah, you could totally fight and, this bear. Yeah. But then they, they can't. And they then the, 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 the twist in the show, just in case they're like in super good shape or something, is right before the bear gets let out, we hit him in the knee with like a, an iron bar and then run off. Okay. Yeah. So they're, yeah. you know, it's just watching people get eaten by bears. Dave. The problem, uh, yeah, I feel like you only get one season because after for season two people will be like no i've seen the show i'm not gonna go on and we'll be like we swear you could take the bear and they're like no i know i can't you're gonna hit me in the knee i think season two would be who wants to fight a bear but this time we promise we don't hit you in the knee and we give you a gun but then it turns out the gun is like a reverse taser so when they try to shoot the bear it electrocutes (laughs) them and then the bear eats them still that's pretty great yeah we should talk about another person who got killed by the jeremy kyle show so in 2019, Steve Diamond was a guest on the show, uh, and he's like in his 60s. Both he and his partner are like older folks. Uh, she suspected him of cheating, and he agreed to take a lie detector test on camera to prove to his partner that he had not been unfaithful. The Jeremy Kyle show, uh, you know, was very happy to do this. So they, they all go on stage and they take the tests, um, and the test shows that he's been cheating on his partner. Um, now, later research would show that lie detector tests on the show were at best 70% accurate and lie detectors Uh. 
do not detect lying. They detect a number of physiological symptoms that some people say are associated with lying. Right. Or it could yeah. be, I don't know, someone who's nervous. Nervous. they're on a TV show. And their and whole relationship's wanna... on the line. And like, yeah. yeah. Some rich fucker is making fun of them in front of millions of people. And like. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. So Steve Diamond, who is adamant that he had not cheated on this woman, who he loved and it was like his, his entire life, like was bound up in this person he had been in this years long relationship with. They are not young people. They've been together a long time. She believes he's cheated on him. He goes on the show to prove that he's been faithful. And it, the lie detector says that he's lying. Um, and this is like, he, he, his family and friends say that he like saw, saw the show as a savior. The documentary, one of the rough parts of the documentary is it has a bunch of audio from phone calls he made to his partner talking about how like once the show was over, like everything would be fine and they'd be able to get back together. Like it would be, uh. this was going to solve everything. Um, so he, the Jeremy Kyle show says this guy is lying and he kills himself several days later. And uh, once again, the show has never aired. ITV actually cancels the Jeremy Kyle show soon after. Oh, um, thank you. I was so, going to ask, yeah. is the show still around? Because no. that is, I would argue, a form of murder. Yeah, it kind of like... <laughs> yeah, they just murdered that man. They, it does they seem a little a bit murdery. <laughs> lie detector on, framed him, mm -hmm. or, or at least, I mean, I don't know. It, it sounds like it, we don't know if he's unfaithful or not. But it doesn't matter. They framed yeah. him as unfaithful through a shitty lie detector test. He clearly seems like he he's innocent. Uh, that's yeah, that's a good old fashioned. So that's murder. good, Dave. That's good. Oh, hey, what's this? I just found an article from last September from the Manchester Evening News. I'm just going to read from this random article in the Manchester Evening News, Dave. Yeah, I do that from, too from last sometimes. September. Sure. It's just a normal thing. Yeah. Jeremy Kyle has announced his comeback after naming uh, which ITV stars reached out after his daytime show was axed. The TV presenter has broken his two and a half year silence after his program was canceled. The 56 year old said he will fight back after announcing his return to broadcasting on talk radio. Kyle will host a weekday show from September 13th through set four to 7 PM. A promotional video on social media said after two young long years of chaos and division, one man is needed to make sense of it all. In an interview shared by the station, Kyle suggested he had been labeled by society as he set out his plans for his new show. He said, in a democracy, you should be able to ask and say what you want. If you don't like the response, you don't throw your toys out of the pram. That's what I said. Listen, I have been canceled. In this world, it seems now that unless you follow a certain path, you are labeled. You have to fight back. Mm. Speaking of fighting back, new show idea. Uh, this guy. This guy. Fighting a bear. Fighting a bear. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we hit him in the knee first, too. Fuck him. What's really upsetting is that I now know that there were 17 seasons of the show and mm -hmm. 3,320 episodes. Too yeah. many episodes. Um, also, one of the first people to reach out to him supporting him was Pierce Morgan, which should oh. not be surprising to anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, no. not to a single soul. Yeah, this is dystopian. Yeah. This is straight up a dystopian it situation. It's a do you remember that that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Is it The Running Man? Where like yeah. it's a reality show basically, and they're like a reality game show that like, and it's this dystopian government that murders protesters and yada yes. yada yada. Every show in The Running Man is less dystopian than this. Like every yes. like ad they have for a fake show, all of well, it way because, less fucked up than this. Because everybody sort of knows what The Running Man yeah, is. Yeah, they don't in know they're universe. executing the winners and stuff, but they know That's everyone the else lie, dies. Know, yeah, exactly. And like everyone who shows up knows they'll probably die and 
as opposed to, I guess I can't afford a lie detector test, which I have been lied to by a lot of media into believing is like the end all be all of truth. And so my only option to save my relationship is to go on the Jeremy Kyle show. Whoops. Now yeah, my life is ruined. Is, yeah. It's sanitized horror. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's, it's kind of the, like how a lot of things happen with our rating system and stuff where mm-hmm. it's like, you can show any old fucked up thing, just no blood. No, uh, yeah. It's that same idea, which is what they're doing is absolutely ghoulish. It's and horrifying. Evil. Yeah. But it's, it's wrapped around this more sanitized mm-hmm. version that they can step back and go, well, it wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. the culture of our show. You know, we have no control about what people do. And it's just makes me want to burn it all down. I'll I'll say it right now. There's a lot of terrorists who I won't defend, but I have more respect for than Jeremy Kyle. Because at least like, you know, they're putting some skin in the game. Jeremy Kyle is just hurting people to make money for nothing. Yeah. Again, dystopian villain. Yeah. He is is the the host of the running man. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, It is... God, that's it what is, it's mm. Arnold. Look, I know you're having a bit of a renaissance because you've made a couple of good videos when bad things have happened. Go murder Jeremy Kyle like you did that guy in The Running Man. And right. th- that's that's a that's a, th- a third act. Right. Arnold. Or at least like slap him in the taint as hard mm-hmm. as you can. If if Arnold can. If like, you don't want to murder someone because yeah. you're a celebrity. Just uh, just slap t- slap tap. Uh, tap, tap him in the tank choke him know? out so he poops tank his tap. pants like steven seagal that one yeah. time and we promise to forget that you were governor of california right that that that's a pinky swear arnold yeah, that's a we've pinky already swear. almost forgotten that <laughs> honestly so, yeah. we have <laughs> he, yeah. he posted a couple tiktoks with his donkeys yeah. that live at his and house we were and like, we're like <laughs> well i guess i'm not gonna think about what he did for the oil and gas industry you're like that guy <laughs> the cute donkey guy uh, the cute donkey guy look he's nice <laughs> with his illegitimate sum that he hid with his maid there's a lot of uncomfortable dimensions to that we don't really think about anymore because he did make a pretty good video where he yelled at nazis Arnold boy the bar is low boy the (laughs) bar is low (laughs) he's 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 relatively fine Mm -hmm. arnold schwarzenegger Uh, compared to all the war criminals in politics not that bad (laughs) not that not that bad yeah uh yeah mm-hmm. i mean even better if he if he uh, slaps this guy in the taint slap him in the taint arnold come on buddy yeah you know Turn, what hold him upside down uh and separate his legs and slap yeah. karate chop him in the taint you <laughs> fuck this guy up arnold and we will all agree to give you four more years of being an action star and we just won't we won't say that like Oh, buddy, you are just an old man now, and right. we don't really need to see you hitting people. That doesn't look great anymore. No, but we'll, we'll, no. We'll all agree to pretend. We'll go watch the movies. You fuck up Jeremy Kyle, Arnold, and we'll get your back on this one. Don't worry, right. buddy. Same offer for um, Harrison Ford. Absolutely. Even though he, I mean, he's he's just doing old man action, whether we like <laughs> it or not. But, like, uh, again, I'd love to see him uh, karate chop this guy in the team. You know, Dave, there was a beautiful moment on one of your podcasts recently where you and I think our old boss, Jason Pargin, we're talking about the most recent Indiana Jones movie, not the one that's about to come out, that, but the one with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we're like, yeah, seeing our, seeing Harrison Ford like fall onto car windshields and stuff as an old man, you, you, it doesn't look as cool. And I, no. I, ha- I, ha- I have a bit of a bone to pick because after he made that movie, he survived like three plane crashes. I do yes. feel like he's actually durable enough for that. <laughs> yes. He is, he, is a, uh, he is a sky hazard. Yes, Aww. that's true. 
he is he's a durable old guy mm-hmm. but it's still well, there's a, it, it, <laughs> yeah there's a new level of tension it's like watching the undertaker wrestle now yeah. where he's like he's six, still around 60. Oh, oh, I mean, as of shit. a few years ago. Yeah, those old fuckers are still around, and you watch them wrestle, and it's a whole new dimension of yeah. horror where you're like, no, your knees, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, like, mm-hmm. please don't do that. You're anyway. back. You're fucking up your back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, That's going to do it for us this about. week. <laughs> a little okay. bit of a loosey-goosey week we got for you, but what do you What do you want? What do you want? I'm I don't know. I, do, I want power. I do want uh, power, Dave. Yeah. The sweet, sweet power that you can only get from a full night's sleep on a Casper mattress. Mm-hmm. Casper mattress, again, we rob the graves of Egyptian peasants to steal the softest linings. And, and literally make you Jesus Christ. And we literally make you Jesus Christ. How's this feel as an ongoing joke, Sophie? You like this better than the uh, the child hunting island? I mean, kind we'll of. Workshop I it mean, still. it kind of we'll feels. It kind of feels like you're 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 more pro, and then I don't have to bleep it. Yeah. Well. Right. Okay. Hmm. I know that upsets you because I, I I stopped marking it. I was like, oh, yeah. No, you're actually like selling the shit. Maybe. Right, yeah. Like we should make ads for Casper mattresses. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna get a call any day now. They're better than Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I mean, like you're really the one selling true it. Religion. Selling it. Well, um, I, I guess they, that's my other plan was to start giving random sponsors credit for ancient war crimes. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Uh, um, um, um oh gosh uh single-handedly responsible for the siege of baghdad of 1258 in which the city was burned and the fat of its burning citizens rolled through the streets like a like a like a torrent of rain that's right See, I have, wiped out Baghdad, I have, baby. I have to believe, and I believe that. I have to believe, believe that, that because they mm-hmm. did, in fact, actually try to buy ad space in our show. Yeah, right. well. and also they did do that thing that they Robert did. Said. They were responsible for destroying the city of Baghdad in 1258. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough. What else? Can, what, uh, what can you do? You got to bleep it, I guess. You got to bleep it, Dave. You got to plug anything. Uh, um, hold on. I I have a Twitter. Uh, at movie hooligan if people want to follow me uh i have a podcast network with tom ryman gamefully unemployed if you go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed for five dollars a month we have a bunch of exclusive podcasts on there we also watch movies every friday night with our patrons we also just have like free shit if you just google gamefully unemployed wherever you get your podcasts you can see all that it's it's mostly movie stuff in fact it's exclusively movie stuff uh, we do movie reviews. We just did, depending on when this came out, the Ben Affleck film, Deep Water, erotic thriller. Uh, everybody go see it or don't. Mm-hmm. So I guess I also want to plug Deep Water with Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's mostly him killing himbos. Mm-hmm. So everybody can get behind that. Yeah. Who doesn't support killing a himbo now and again? I thought you, yeah. I thought you were going to bring up Ben Affleck's back tattoo, which is one of your favorite things to do, Robert. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We all love his oh, back tattoo. Oh, my God. I mean, I would say that, but I have a lot it's of a writing to do. I, I just can't, I, I just can't, you know, immediately start masturbating after this call, which is what I do whenever I think about Ben Affleck's back. Phoenix. You should do a behind the back tattoo. Behind the back podcast. tattoo. Yeah. It's just it's just gonna be me being incredibly horny about Ben Affleck's perfect back tattoo. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly regret bringing it up. Uh, that was my goal, Sophie. That was my goal. <laughs> and end of podcast. Bean Dad. 
The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.